It's Monday in the second week of Lent. Welcome to today's Lentcast. This is Father John Zulsdorf. We continue our spiritual pilgrimage to the Roman stations by gathering with others at Saints Cosmos and Damian on the edge of the Roman Forum. And then we go in procession, singing litanies and so forth, past the Colosseum and around to the beginning of the slope up the hill toward the Lateran. And there we find the station church, San Clemente. This church sits on top of various foundations of other churches, going all the way down to a street of ancient Rome. There are archaeological digs for two stories beneath the present building, and you can visit them. At the lowest level, you are literally on the streets of ancient Rome. There is even a pagan shrine to Mithras there, a rival cult to the new Christian religion. This church seems to have been founded on a house church, perhaps even that of Clement, who may have been the Clement who was the successor of Peter, who wrote a letter to the Corinthians around the year 96. The church was destroyed when the Normans sacked Rome in 1084, and you can see now the third construction. You enter the church through a courtyard, much like that which ancient Christians would have seen. The church today retains its beautiful inlaid cosmetesque floor. The main event, however, are the incredible mosaics in the apse, which include the oldest depiction in Rome of the suffering Christ. The inscription states that there is a piece of the true cross contained there. I always recommend to visitors to Rome to go to this basilica. It will be one of the most interesting things that you do on a visit to Rome. From Toward Easter by Father Patrick Troedek. Our Lord affirms that God his Father does not leave him alone, but neither does Jesus himself leave us orphans. He does not abandon his faithful children to themselves. In every soul in the state of grace he is present, just as he promised, If anyone love me, he will keep my word, and my Father will love him, and we will come to him and make our abode with him. Our Lord is not speaking here of a passing, momentary, fleeting presence, but of a continual presence. St. Peter understood this well, he who said to the Christians of the first century that we have become partakers of the divine nature. This participation is so true that we are already children of God. What Jesus is by nature, we are by adoption, but by an adoption much more real than a merely juridical adoption, since it is the fruit of a true engendering. It is again St. Peter who says it, You have been reborn, not from corruptible seed, but from incorruptible. This presence of God in us does not fall under the senses, so it is not a question of feeling, but believing. Elizabeth of the Trinity understood this well when she said, It seems to me that I have found my heaven on earth, since heaven is God, and God is in my soul. The day I understood that, everything became clear to me. I would like to whisper this secret to those I love. Lord Jesus, the fact of knowing that thou dwellest in my soul makes me joyful and inspires me to be generous and confident. I do not want to leave thee there alone either. 
Teach me to lift my mind to thee regularly over the course of the day, whatever my occupations, and whatever my soul is going through. The Prayer Over the People in the Vetus Ordo Let us pray, bow your heads to God. Give heed to our humble prayers, Almighty God, and kindly grant your oft-given mercy to those upon whom you bestow great hope in your goodness. Oremus, humiliate capita vestra Deo. Adesto supplicationibus nostris omnipotens Deus, et quibus fiduciam sperande pietatis indulges, consuete misericordiae tribue beninus effectum, per Dominum nostrum Jesum Christum filium tuum, qui tecum vivere drenat in unitate Spiritus Sancti Deus, per omnia saecula saeculorum. Amen. <laughs>